welcome to What's the Word. We are super excited to be here with you today. And right out the gate, we want to let you know, Pastor Brian will be here tomorrow. Yes. And we will be wrapping up our week on how to receive from God mm -hmm. with a question and answer session. You will have questions. Pastor Brian will have answers. And he will be here tomorrow. So make sure you are here tomorrow. But today we are continuing on in that same vein and talking about receiving, keys to receiving. Yeah. Put in the comments right now, has this week been helpful for you when it's come to receiving from God? You know, last night we actually had life group, George and I attended, that Johnny and Holly lead, and there was some discussion on how just key and foundational Sunday service, which talked about receiving as well, and then this whole week of broadcast has yeah. been just, number one, to review fundamental things, mm -hmm. but also getting us to the place of being able to actually receive mm. God's goodness yeah. in our life like we never have before. So if this week has been important to your walk with the Lord, put some hands up in the comments right yeah. now as we dive in to today's topic. Holly just said, yes, this week has been super helpful. Yeah, yeah no, I've really enjoyed this week too. There's just been so many things like just about receiving that it like... As the week has progressed, I've realized more and more that it's always been there. Yeah. You know, like so many scriptures that I could quote straight forward to you. And all of a sudden now I realize that's talking about receiving. Yeah. You know, like like uh, you were talking yesterday about, um, you know, be followers of those who through faith and patience have inherited. Yeah. Which inherited means to receive something, you know. So like follow people who are receivers. Follow yeah. people who have received things, you know, like. Uh, you know, there's so many, just so many scriptures, you know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And pastor was talking about, you know, it is blessed to receive, you know, right. it's more blessed to give, but it's also blessed to receive. And like, it's just always been there. It's just like, I think, I think before this week, it just, ha I haven't seen it yeah. in, in the way. And this week, man, if you guys haven't had a chance to go back, go back and listen to all the messages this week, because it'll really help you kind of broaden your understanding of God wants you to receive. Put yeah. that in the comments. God wants me to receive. Amen. That's God's will for you. It is God's will for me to receive the goodness and the mercies and the yeah. things that he has for us. You know, his mercies are new for us every morning. Yeah. You know, God has new mercies for you every single morning. So every morning I, I should wake up and say, God, I'll receive the mercies that you have for me because God wants you to receive it. Yeah. He wants you to walk in the blessing. He wants you to walk in that mercy. He has it available for you every stinking day of your life. Yeah. The question is, are we cognizant of the reality that we have to receive it? Well, yeah. and something you brought up, the point that Pastor was talking about yesterday through, through faith and patience, mm -hmm. you know, follow those through faith and patience have received the promises of God, have inherited mm -hmm. the promises of God. And as he was talking, I realized that there's been in my life different points where I've almost been okay mm -hmm. to not be a receiver yeah. because in my brain, it's, well, pastor could receive. Like, it's it's important for pastor to really be receiving. He's paving the way for the church. Like, yeah. it's important for these men and women who are, like, leaders and, like, really influential people to be receivers. But it's okay if I don't hit that level myself. And what, I re what the Lord and I were talking about yesterday was how deceived I was when I thought that because... Question, are you called by the word of God to make disciples? Mm -hmm. Yes, so, so are we. We're called to win souls and make disciples. Well, if we're called to make disciples, they've got to be following us. Mm -hmm. 
if they're to follow us, then we've got to be a good receiver. Otherwise, the word tells them, don't follow them. So in order for us to be a good disciple maker, in order for us to be a good soul winner, we've also got to be good receivers so that way they can follow us. You know, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul had to learn how to be a good receiver. Otherwise, he would have never been able to say, by the Holy Ghost, you can follow me. He had to be a good receiver. So if we're going to make disciples and influence the world and see things change, then we've got to be good receivers, not just financially. Good morning, Miss Tyra. It's good to see you. But we've got to be good receivers of his glory, good receivers of his grace, good receivers of his goodness and his love and his kindness, his mercy, his patience. We've got to be a good receiver so that way people are then able to trust us and follow us in that way. The people that you're called to lead and disciple are depending on your ability to receive from the Father. Yeah, Yeah, how, how can I pour out to them unless I've received something to pour out? Yeah. You know, you can't pour out when you're empty. That's just a fact, you know, and... Um, but where's the Bible talks about in Psalm 23, when the Lord is our shepherd, it says our cup overflows. Yeah. Our cup is running over and we need to learn how to receive continuously in every moment throughout the day. I'm always receiving and my cup's always overflowing. Yeah. It's not, I pour, pour everything, get empty. Okay. God, fill me up again. No, yeah. no. As I'm pouring out, I should also be receiving. That's one of those things that like, that, that I've heard pastor talk about, like when you're preaching, when you're ministering, you're also receiving at the same point. And yeah. like, I've had to, like, that's one of those things that I'm just now understanding that I need to do. And, and, you know, as, as I, as I understand it more, I'll be getting to flow in it more, but you know, it's one of those things that I've never even been aware of. I always thought you just pour out because like a lot of times, most of the time I would finish preaching and I'd just be drained. Yeah. I'd be weary and tired and like, man, this is just, Man, it's just so much, you know, like I've heard, I've heard ministers say like an hour of preaching is like eight hours of hard labor, you know, like, cause you're pouring out, not just physically, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally. But, but if I'm always receiving, you know, while I'm preaching, like I'm pouring out, but I'm also receiving, I'm being ministered to as I'm ministering. And in that, whenever you get to the end of it, all of a sudden you're not drained and weary and, and oh my goodness, I need to take a nap. But no, I... No, the Lord is refreshing me as I do it. That's yeah. what the cup running over uh, looks like. And, and I was listening to uh, Bill Johnson, um, and he was talking about how one of the hardest things for Christians to, to, to learn to do is to be hungry and full at the same time. Yeah. You know, we're always to be hungering for more, and we talked about that earlier on this week. But God wants us to be always filled to overflowing. So, so we want to be hungry, hungry for more, and that's what keeps us full is yeah. hungering for more. Because if, if I if I'm if I think I'm hungry and I get satisfied, you know, like obviously we're supposed to be satisfied in life, yeah. but like I'm talking about like a oh I have a ri- that arrival right. mentality, you know, um, like I need to always be hungry for more, and as I'm always hungering for more, I'm always going to be open to continuously be receiving yeah. from God. So my cup is fully is running over, and I'm hungry at the same time. I'm hungry and full, and I'm just, and that's a blessed place to be because mm-hmm. I want more of God. God's giving me more. He's increasing my capacity, and and as I do that, I'll begin to pour out even even more. Yeah. Oh, Miss Jan just said, the Lord told me once to keep my cup overflowing and he would bring me the empty cups to receive the overflow. And see, 
the word tells us that it's the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. It's, yeah. you know, he draws all men unto himself. Mm -hmm. So when we are walking in that overflow, when we've received from the Lord, the Lord is then able to bring men to us so that way his goodness can pour out over us. But if we don't know what we're to receive, mm -hmm. if we don't know that God wants us to walk in this mm -hmm. overflow, that he yeah. wants us to be filled and yet hungry and over like all at the same time, then we won't walk in it. Yeah. See, what we don't know is available to us, we're never going to have. Yeah. Like if we don't know mm -hmm. what God has made available to us, we will never yeah. walk in that thing. You know, yeah. it, it goes to what I was saying a few days ago. I didn't realize how much in my life I had settled because I thought that I couldn't get better. Yeah. Like I, I, down to things as dumb as like when I was like a kid and I'd have like childhood crushes on celebrities or whatever, I'd be like, well, this seems like the one that would probably like me back. So I'll like this one, even though he's like the gross one. Like literally, I, that that's literally how dumb I was in my brain because I didn't even think I was worth like the cute one. <laughs> like I was like, that one, maybe I could have a shot with him. And that sounds so ludicrous, but how many times have we had that ludicrous thought of, I couldn't, God wouldn't want me to really be somebody who could handle the wealth of the kingdom. He, he wouldn't really want that for me. I, I'm okay here. When we have an entire word that's filled with the promises of God. See, a key to receiving is we've got to renew our mind. And so much of the kingdom has to do with renewing our mind, putting our feelings under control, renewing our mind, and just washing ourselves with the water of the word. Because when our mind will be fixed on things above, it goes to what we said a couple weeks ago. How do you hunger more? You meditate on what God has made available to you, yeah. and you cut out the spiritual junk food. Mm -hmm. Joni says, it doesn't sound ludicrous. It, well, I, I love you. <laughs> Going back to the boy band days. But literally, like when we meditate on what God has said is available to us, we start to get hungry for that thing. Yeah. You know, it's like we just went through a period of fasting here at the church. The majority of us are done or finishing up right around there. And through, like Abby was fasting and Abby, like she'd come in and I'd hear her mention like a different type of food or something. She's like, man, that sounds really good right now. And like for me throughout my fast, there was like a certain type of sandwich that like it would pop up. I'm like, man, that sounds really good right now. I'm going to eat that sandwich today. <laughs> That's going to be my dinner. But it's also because I thought on it so much, I started hungering for it. Yeah. If we'll set our minds on what God has told us is ours to receive, yeah. we'll start to hunger for that thing. Mm -hmm. We'll start, start to purpose ourselves to receive it. Yeah, yeah. it's important for us to really ask the question, what is it that I want to receive from yeah. God? Or what, what is it that I know I can receive from God? You know, um, like you were just talking about, like, if, if we don't know that it's available to us, right. how in the world are we going to be able to receive it? And that's where the renewing of the mind comes in. Because here's the thing. Like, if, if we were all to be completely honest with ourselves, there's something in our thinking that the devil put there. Yeah. There's something in our thinking that the devil put there. And, and you were talking about it like, oh, I, I'm not really worthy of that or I don't really deserve that. There's something in our thinking that the devil has, has planted in there that we need to be constantly renewing our minds you yeah. know, to, to really fish that out. We see that in Romans 12 too. You know, uh, don't be, oh, actually I have it right here. 
Um, Romans 12, let's start at verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Yeah. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so yeah. that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. That's what yeah. God's will is for you. That's what we, those are the things we should be receiving, the things yeah. that are good. You know, the Bible says uh, that you will eat, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. You know what that means? The best of the land. Yeah. You're not just going to have the worst of the land. You're going to have the best of the land. Like, that's what God has for you. God doesn't want you to just have, you know, the mediocre stuff. He wants you to have the best of stuff. Yeah. But until we actually learn that, you know, until until we renew our thinking towards that, because it's the enemy who wants to think, you know what, the world should have the best stuff and the Christian should have the worst stuff. Right. You know, that's what the enemy wants us to think. Like, how dare a Christian have a have a plane? Well, would you rather the wicked men using those planes to spread wickedness, or would you have godly men using planes to spread godliness? Yeah. Would you rather want the wealth of the world to be in the hands of the wicked or in the hands of the just so that they can spread the kingdom of God? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that, I just kind of went somewhere. But, but until we recognize that there's thinking in our minds that the enemy has placed there, that, like that we need to remove. How do we remove that? By the word. Yeah. By, by Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And this is really what I, what I wanted to share with you, because this is kind of what you were talking about, Romans chapter 12, chapter 10, verse 14. Well, let's start at 13. He says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What does that word saved mean? Sozo, from basically saving from whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Health, uh, wealth, all that stuff is falls under that, you know, protection, uh, provision, just salvation, you know, all that stuff. And then he says this, but how, how will they call on him who they have not heard? Yeah. How can I gain access to something that I don't actually know I have access yeah. to? You know, I could have a bank account in my name with a million dollars, but if I don't, if I'm not aware of it, yeah. I'm never going to pull from it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so he says, how will they call on him who they have not believed? How will they believed on him who they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sinned? Just as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good Good news of good things. Yeah. See, th what you're doing right now is the best thing to do to renew your mind is you're actually get, letting the word of God get inside of you so that you can understand, wait, God, what God has for me is good. Right. God wants me to have the best of the things. God said in his word in Deuteronomy 28 that he wants me to be the head, not the tail, above, right. not beneath. That's what God wants for me. And as, and as you ingest the word of God, because that's when he goes on to say, very next verse, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When I and, and that word is the word Rhema. Yeah. When the word of God is revealed to you, that's when faith comes and I'll be able to receive because now I know this is available to me. Yeah. Well, and what's happened through across the body of Christ is receiving prosperity, abundance, those are things that the enemy is attacked because when the body of Christ gets a hold of the full gospel message, God's going to be on display like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And the enemy knows that. So he attacks prosperity. Like it's a controversial thing, which is crazy because it's in the word so much. Prosperity is controversial in the yeah. body of Christ. And yet it's who God is. And, you know, there's a, there's a story that brother Keith Moore, like he'll, he'll use it when he's teaching on finances, but this goes beyond finances. Like finances are the base level thing in the kingdom of God. It just, it's a good, it's a good teaching point, but 
that we're talking about how to receive God's normal. And it's evident that the church hasn't received what God's normal is. Like, that's not their standard. When we measure ourselves against one another, we can feel good or that we're doing a good job. But when we measure ourselves against the standard of Christ and against the standard that God has set for us, we would see we're living so subpar compared to what God has called us to live at. So there's a story that Brother Keith will use, like, about this good this good king. Like, Everybody's heard of this king. He's marvelous. He's wonderful. His reputation is huge. He's, he's known as just kind and full of splendor, and he has riches abundantly. And one day you find out that the king is coming to your town. Everybody's going to come out because it's like, this king is coming. And so you go out, and here he comes. He is he's wonderful. Like he's clothed in all this like luxurious stuff. He has, he has gemstones. Like he has riches. Like he, he is every bit the picture of who you thought he was. Like he lives up to the hype. Like he goes beyond the hype, but then behind him come his followers and his followers. They're like bruised and dirty and broken and like their clothes are all torn and they haven't showered in a while and here's this king that you've heard all this great stuff about and yet the people who follow him are this beat up what kind of a king is he that he can't even take care of his followers see that's what the body of christ has done is we have allowed jesus to kind of, you know, we will uphold Jesus is Lord. Jesus is wonderful. He's all powerful. He, he has everything. He is everything. He carries such wealth and riches and everything's under his feet. And he is, his name is above every name. He is the, I am that I am like, he's awesome. And we'll talk about the goodness of God. And yet as his ambassadors, we'll settle for looking like the beat up sheep. We've got to be sheep that are worthy to be shepherded by such a shepherd. Like, and we've got to reflect him. What, what reflection of God are mm -hmm. we allowing yeah. to flow through us? Mm -hmm. Like when people look at us, they should be in awe. Yeah. The same way that Isaac, when Isaac was sowing in the time of famine and he was reaping in the time yeah. of famine, he had kings coming to him. You've got too much stuff. Like you've got to go. Mm -hmm. We're threatened by you. It's not that we scare other people, but we should be carrying the blessing of yeah. God because we've received the blessing of God mm -hmm. to such a degree that people take notice. Yeah. Put this in the comments. God wants people to take notice of the blessing in my life. Yeah. God wants people to take notice of the blessing in my life. And he does. Yeah, and that's what... And that's the greatest, that's the greatest witness of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not, it's not when we walk around and just say, you know, just say Jesus is Lord. You know, Jesus said, there's many who say to me, Lord, Lord, you know, and they won't enter in the kingdom of yeah. heaven. You know, like just saying Jesus is Lord doesn't mean you're a part of the kingdom. Doesn't, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that if, if you're broken or any of that, you're not a part of the kingdom. No. What I'm saying is, you know, uh, basically, what does a normal Christian look like? At, like, stop and think to yourself, what does a normal Christian look like? Just, like, think about that. What do you see when you think about a normal Christian? And, and, and let me tell you this. 
The most normal Christian that ever existed was Jesus. Amen. The most normal Christian that ever walked on the face of the earth was Jesus. That's good. That, that's like the standard. That's the yeah. average. You know, Jesus, heck, Jesus, and, you know, by saying average, I'm saying Jesus himself said, you're going to do these works and greater. Yeah. How, but how will we do greater works when we haven't even done the same works? Yeah. You know, we... Jesus is the standard that of how we should be living. Yeah. He is what the normal Christian should look like. So whenever you were picturing the normal Christian, how far you know yeah. under Jesus was it? Or were you thinking Jesus? Because yeah. as we think Jesus, and when we think that's the norm, you know, that's the normal that we should be walking in, you know, that's what'll give us the strength to pursue yeah. that. That's what'll give us the hunger to say, I have more to grow because because yeah. Jesus is the normal. And, and, you, and how, how did Jesus operate in his ministry? How, what did he do? He said, I only do what I see my father do. What right. does that mean? I'm constantly receiving input from the father and I'm doing what he's telling me to yeah. do. So as he's preaching, he only said what the father said. You know, so as he's preaching, he, he's receiving from the father the words to speak and he's speaking them out of his mouth and people's lives are being changed. He walks up to a blind man and he receives from right. the Lord, spitting the dirt and rubbing it in his eyes. Okay. <laughs> and rubs it in his eyes, right? Like Jesus didn't just do that to put on a show and to be like, hey, check out how weird this is. Right. You know, rub it in. Hey, go wash in the pool. No, like Jesus, he, he was receiving from the Lord. And when he, when he received, he obeyed. Yeah. And that's what, what changed people's lives. Yeah. And that's what, that was the greatest wit. That's what led so many people to Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so that they would hear his teaching and, and come to follow him. When they saw the, even in the book of Acts, when they saw the mighty works done by the hands of the apostles, they believed. Yeah. It, it literally signs and wonders preceded salvation. Yeah. When people saw that, it's see victory and overcoming is the greatest testimony of Jesus. Yeah. And and that's what a normal Christian should look like. So we got to hunger and strive for that. And and we have to be willing to receive from God yeah. so that we can live like that because we can't live like that apart from him. Jesus said apart from me you can do nothing. But when we're in him, what he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want, it'll be done. That's yeah. literally what it looks like. And that'll, and that'll be a witness. Well, and, and as we're talking about this, what I remember when I first started like running after the Lord and I would hear ministers, like there are certain ministers I'd listen to all the time and they'd get in and they'd start teaching on abundance and finances and all of this stuff. And I'd get excited and also feel bad at the same time. Cause I'm like, I'm nowhere near where they are. We're not saying that you have to be even where we are right now, maybe you're not, and that's okay. But here's the thing. Your starting position is not your finishing position. Yeah. Where you start the race is not where you're called to finish the race. So maybe as of today, you've been one of the people who have been beat up following Jesus. I was too, completely understand that. But where you start yeah. does not determine where you're called to finish. And mm -hmm. that's really where I think a lot of the body of Christ has stopped is we get into our starting position and yeah. then we just coast and stay there for the rest of our lives. And we never reach the levels that we're called to. But it tells us in Proverbs 29 that we're to write the vision and make it plain or, or no, 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 that without vision, the people perish. And then he says again in the word, write the vision, make it plain so that the people may run. You know, we're to have the vision for our lives yeah. that God has laid out for us. Yeah. We're to know it. We're to write it on the tablet out of yeah. our heart. We're to have it there at all times yeah. so that with that vision, we may run the way that God's called yeah. us to. We're never done. Mm -hmm. 
We're never done. There's never going to be a point in our relationship with God where we're done receiving. Mm -hmm. If we're done receiving from God, then we may as well just go to heaven. There's no more point. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's no point. Yeah. But there's never a point where God's done pouring himself out either. See, just like we're not done receiving from him, he's not done giving himself. He's not done giving us the blessing. Yeah. He's not done. Like he's made it available to us, but he day in, day out wants us to receive from him. The word tells us that we have to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within us. Why would people wonder if we're hopeful if we don't even know how to receive hope from God? Mm -hmm. See, there's so much that's in this word that we've, we have to know. Mm -hmm. We have to know, like, for example, this morning, my stomach had been hurting this morning and my emotions would have liked to have been on the fact that my stomach had been hurting. And there were like a couple of moments where I was talking to people and I knew that I came out a little bit harsher than what I meant. And I heard the voice of God, you need to just stop. You need to receive from me and just let any of the rest of it go. Okay. Why is that important? Because I'm called to give an account for the hope that's in me. And if I'm sitting here focused on, man, my stomach hurts right now. This, this is difficult. I don't really want to be at work today. Like, there's a whole lot. I'd really rather let Buddy do the broadcast by himself today. Like, I'd, I could go home and take a nap and just wake up, rest. That's me meditating on me. Mm -hmm. That's not me meditating on what God has said is available to me. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know that God has said he's my healer, he'll call me to walk in victory. He'll call me to be like he'll he'll fill me he'll answer me when I call to him then I won't have a hope but because I do I put myself in check I got on the word my stomach's fine completely fine because my God's word is true yeah. the word is true whatever you need to receive put yourself in position to just focus on him yeah. and that's where we'll get into troubles we'll focus on ourselves mm. so much yeah. we'll look at ourselves so much when ourselves have no answer mm -hmm. he's the answer yeah. his word is the answer mm -hmm. if he's spoken it he wants it to come to pass if he said it it's for us but we can't put faith on a word we don't know yeah yeah so that's why we need to learn and understand the word yeah you know if no matter what level you think you're at you know you you might feel like you know this is jesus i'm way down here you know like like or way down here like you know well, or where, just not on the or scale just, yeah cool. not on the scale whatever you know like wherever you're at on that scale here's the thing you know, uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. It matters where you're going, yeah. what direction. Like Pastor Nicole said it this way, like, uh, don't focus on your position. Focus on your direction. Right. Are you facing the right direction and moving up? Yeah. That's what that's what we need to look at. Am I becoming, you know, the, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, you know, putting to death the deeds of the flesh. You know, yeah. it's talking about going in the right direction. The path of the righteous, like the morning sun, it just gets brighter and brighter. You just get closer and closer yeah. to, to him. But, you know, we were talking er earlier about, you know, a lot, a lot of times what we have in our minds is something the enemy has placed there. Here, here's the thing. If, if you hear this and you think, man, I, I'm just so far away, like, like I'm, my, my normal has not been anything like Jesus Christ, you know, like, and, and you just start beating yourself up. I don't see how I could ever get there. That's the enemy literally pl planting those in th thoughts in your head. Like, pa Pastor was talking about it th this morning, like, in, at Spring Arbor, you know, you, you have that, like, cartoon, you know, you got the, the devil on one side and the angel on the other side, you know. And they're both kind of yeah. like talking or whatever. 
Like that, that's not necessarily how it goes, but you know, it's a good illustration where you have like the flesh or, or just the condemnation of the enemy that's trying to make you feel guilty for where you're at. When, when God is literally there, the Holy Spirit is right here right now just saying, hey, go, go the right direction and I'll bless it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll increase it. I'll give you the grace. My grace is sufficient for you. Don't look at where you're at. Look at where you're going. Yeah. You can look, look back at where you've been and see, seeing how far you've grown. Like, yeah. But as long as you're going in the right direction, God's with you. God's for you. He's blessing you. So, so don't take this and get into condemnation. Take it and go, go into, into hunger because there's, there's really two responses yeah. whenever you listen to a message like this either you enter into hunger or you enter into condemnation and then if you enter into condemnation it basically if you hold on to that long enough you'll just throw this whole thing away yeah. and say no no that didn't make me feel right i don't like it you know yeah. but when god is saying i just want you to hunger for more because because the bible is very clear what does god have for you what are his plans for you exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think yeah that's what god is laying up for us but but if the enemy gets us to just focus on where we're at, we're not going to see where we're going. And we need to get a vision for what God has for us. Yeah. And, and the Bible says, don't despise small beginnings. So it doesn't matter where you're at. All that matters is, hey, the Bible says that in that same verse, God loves seeing the worth begin. Yeah. He loves seeing you take that next step. God, God is overjoyed seeing you begin to hunger and strive to be more like Christ. God's so overjoyed with that. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I know Buddy said this a couple of times that there are thoughts that the enemy planted in our head. And I, like, as he's saying, I can, I can sense by the Holy Ghost that there's somebody who's like, I don't like that. Okay, I don't really like it either. But at the same time, it's true. Like, I, whether it's the devil himself or, or demonic influence or whatever going, buddy, believe this, or it's our own corrupted mm -hmm. flesh that's been taught by the world to live less than what Jesus has said. Here's the thing. Does the world love Jesus right now? Like, does the world itself at this moment love Jesus? Has it received Jesus's love? No, it hasn't. The word tells us that Satan is the God of this world. So the world is not after God. Well, it tells us in 1 John that you basically bear it paraphrase. The only way that you can give the love of God is by first receiving the love of God. So anything that comes from the world, it's going to be less than the standard of Jesus anyway. So whether it was the devil, and I, and I say that because I know I was also a person who would hear that in my brain would be like, well, it wasn't the devil that said that. That was my mom that taught me that. Are you saying my mom is the devil? I'm not saying that your parents are the devil. I'm saying that they could have influences that have come from the world. So regardless of where it came from, don't get wrapped around that axle of, well, is it the devil or is it my flesh or, or is it like Jim Bob down the street or is it my best friend? It doesn't matter where it came if it's not in the word it's anti-Christ. Mm -hmm. It's anti-Christ. Yeah. And that's what our standard has to be. Is it Christ or not? Mm -hmm. And if it's not Jesus, mm -hmm. if it's not the word, then it's not for us. Yeah. It's not for us. And here's the thing. This isn't just a recommendation that Barrett and Buddy are making for how to receive. No, this is the very standard that Jesus operated in. Jesus did what we're telling you, what we're saying to do to ensure that you start to walk in more overflow and receive from God. Jesus renewed his mind. Jesus, 
who is our advocate, who was perfect, went away. You know, after, like, after the baptism came, he went away to the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, not eating food. And he, what was he doing? He was communing with God. He was renewing his mind. He was receiving the word that he needed because at the end of that 40 days, Satan came and gave him an opportunity to receive something. And see, that's the thing. We so often assume that if it's being offered to us, it's got to be God. Mm. I've seen so many people. Well, like we'll get into this in a minute, but I've literally seen so so many people get knocked out of the place where they're called to be. Mm. So here in Boomerang, leaders, people who are called by God with a big calling on their life. Mm. I've watched an opportunity be offered to them mm. and them take it. Because they'll assume, well, if it's being offered, it must be God. And it wasn't God at all. It was a deception. It was the enemy holding something out on a silver platter that was not for them. They took it, and then immediately that one decision uprooted them. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous to not know what the word has said is yours. It's dangerous to not know the voice of God Mm -hmm. and to know when he said, receive this, don't receive this. Mm -hmm. Receive this, don't receive this. Mm -hmm. Because if Satan's the God of the world, he can also offer you things too. Yeah. Not everything that's offered to you is for you. Yeah. Put that in the comments. Yeah. Not everything that's offered to me is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look look at the garden, you know? Yeah. Like just because something looks good doesn't mean it's God. Yeah. That's an important thing for us to understand. Just because it looks good, that doesn't mean it's God. Just because, yeah. wow, I've been praying for a job opportunity and this job opportunity suddenly popped up. You know, if you know the devil can hear your prayers too. Yeah. You know, like God could have something for you that's far greater than what the enemy is offering you. Because yeah. the the reality is, the enemy can offer you things that look good, look pleasurable. Like literally, just quoting like Genesis. You know, the fruit looked good to taste. Yeah. It looked good for food. It looked good, and it looked good to make one wise. Yeah. And so she took it and ate it. And who is offering it to, to, to them? The enemy. So like the, like it's, that's where going back to what we were talking about, you know, always receiving from the Lord, yeah. you know, all like, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs three, five and six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. So don't, don't rely on what you see and what, yeah. what seems right. What you rely on, because it says in the, in the next verse, uh, well, it says, uh, lean on your understanding in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. That means that's that continual receiving. Right. I'm in him and he's receiving. I'm acknowledging him. And as I'm moving, I'm acknowledging him. And then, and then, you know, when something is presented to me, I'm acknowledging him. Lord, what do you like? Do you, is this from you or is this not from you? And he'll give you the wisdom to walk through that. You yeah. Know? Uh, there were many things that were offered to Jesus that he didn't take. Let's make him our king. Nope. No, nope, you know, <laughs> but, but like, but here's the thing. Jesus knew in his core, he was called to be a king. Yeah. He knew who he was. He yeah. was the king of kings. He was the Lord of the Lord. Yep. And, and, and there was a opportunity presented to him. He could, he could have said, you know what? I had a word. I just have a, I knew, I know in my spirit that I'm, I'm supposed to be king. Yeah. You know, he could have said that and they're offering me to be king. 
saying, this seems right. Maybe I should take it. You yeah. Know? Uh, like, again, I'm sure the flesh part of Jesus prob- probably, you know, wanted him to take it. But Jesus knew in his spirit because he was always in communion with the Lord, always praying. He knew this isn't it. I'm going to reject this. And then they very quickly turned on him, yeah. you know, uh, and the Lord protected him. But like, that's what the devil did whenever he brought Jesus up to, to the, to the, you know, the top, you know, he said, all these kingdoms, I'll give it to you. And and Jesus knew in his spirit, all this will be mine, you know? And he's saying, I'll give you the authority. I'll give it all to you, but you just got to bow down to me first. Oh, what a simple thing. Just bow down, you know, and then I'll have what's rightfully. No, Jesus didn't take it though. Because he was in communion with the Father. He was fasting for 40 days, so he was like super in communion with the Father. Yeah. And he knew, no, this isn't it. This isn't This isn't it. And then Jesus fooled the devil into giving him the keys anyway. You yeah. know, like J- Jesus, but he had the weight. He had to endure. Yeah. And, he, and he, what he received was something far greater. Yeah, well, and he... When that temptation came, you know the lust of the the lust of the eyes, the lust of the mm. flesh, and um, uh, pride of life. Yep, the pride of life. When all three of those came to him, he didn't just say, "Nah, I don't think so." He knew the word on mm-hmm. it. He knew yeah. the word. Like it wasn't just he had a sense of, "I don't think this is for me," but maybe no. He had the word yeah. for it. Like. Verse 8, Matthew 4, verse 8. The devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. This is what Buddy was talking about. And their glory. And he said to him, all these things I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. You know, Jesus knew people are supposed to worship me. Like That is what they are supposed to be doing. And you read later in the word that when it came time for Jesus to go to the cross, the cross, the cross, that wasn't Jesus's desire. Like he didn't desire to go and be crucified in that way. He says, Lord, if this can pass for me, Lord, let it, but not my will, yours be done. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want to do that, mm-hmm. but he wanted what God wanted. But here in this moment, here's a temptation of, This is a way to accomplish what my dad has sent me to do. My father wants all the nations of the earth to bow to me. He wants me to be king over them. This is a way for me to do it without having to be crucified. This seems like a much better deal. (laughs) Like that's probably what his flesh was trying to say to him. But in that moment, he didn't just have a sensing. He had a word. So Jesus said, go Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. See, in that thread of offer, that thread of opportunity that Satan gave to him, there was the lie of, Mm -hmm. you can have all of this, you've just got to compromise here. Mm-hmm. You've just got to settle here. Yeah. You can have all this stuff that the Lord's shown you, but you've got to settle on this end of it. Mm-hmm. And this is a big picture. What if it's like a dream car? Like the pastor was talking about dream cars yesterday. Mm-hmm. What if the Lord's spoken to you and you know that you know, George, my husband, George, we just had received a brand new vehicle. It's like, it's beautiful. And it is literally everything on George's dream list. Like there. For weeks afterwards, we'd be driving and George is like, I didn't even know the truck did this. This is awesome. I've wanted this for so long. But what would have happened if George went to this truck, drove it, and it only had three tires and not four? Well, it's okay. Like, my dream truck has four tires, but I think I'll be fine with three. No, we're not called to settle for anything. 
anything. Say, I won't settle for less than Jesus. Put that in the comments and make that your declaration. I won't settle for less than Jesus. If we'll settle on our dreams, then we'll end up compromising and bending. We'll end up being the people that'll bow to Nebuchadnezzar instead of being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that'll stand up before a king that says, I won't bow. I won't burn, but I also won't bow. Like if we'll compromise with just receiving from God, then when it comes to upholding the standards of Christ, we'll bow then too. We won't uphold them. But when we know that we know that we know that we know the word says, this is mine. I'm not seeing it yet, but I know that God has called me to have this. I know that God has called me the healed of the Lord. I may not feel it. I may not like be able to sense it physically right now, but the Lord says, this is who I am. I won't back down. See, there's gotta be that backbone on the inside of us that once we know legally, spiritually through the Holy ghost, that it's ours, we're not going to let it go. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you were to give Marky like a snack, Like, Marky's not just going to let that thing go because it's hers. Like, when that's why we'll let it go, though, is we don't know it belongs to us. Mm -hmm. We don't know it's assigned to us. Mm -hmm. But God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Mm -hmm. If it's less than Jesus, it's less, and we don't have to take it. If it's not from God, it doesn't belong to us. And that's why it is so important to become determined. Yeah. I will receive, you know, from God. Put that in the comments. I will receive what God has for me. You have to be determined. You have to be determined in this. You know, there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. You know, like, I, I feel like this is where... Um, where many people can get tripped up is if, they'll, is if they get to a point where, you know what, I'll, I'll try. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of half-heartedly, you know, dip my toe in the water and, yeah. see, and see if anything happens. The Bible says very clearly, you know, if you, Jesus, God said, if you seek me, you'll find me when yeah. you seek after me with all your heart. The Bible says in Hebrews uh, 6.12, I believe, or 12, I don't know, it's one of the, it's somewhere in there, um, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's of those who diligently seek him. And, and where, where sometimes we can get tri- tripped up is, is when we half-heartedly seek him, you know, yeah. like, like I'm going to try this out, see what happens. You know, I'll make the confession, but, but when I make the confession or pray the prayer, there's, there, I'm double-minded the yeah. whole time. And then when I don't receive, it's easy for me to back out. Right. You know, like, but what God wants you to do is he wants you to become determined. Become determined yeah. today. I will receive this. I'm going to believe it. I'm not going to dip my toe in the water. I'm not going to become lukewarm about this yeah. and see what happens. Because if, if I'm not determined, this is, my, this is God's will for me. Yeah. God's will for me is pleasing and yeah. perfect and good that God has, uh, that, that he has plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give yeah. me a future and a hope. He's withholding no good things from me. Like, like I, I'm determined in this. I, I'm confident in this. It's only when we're confident in it that we'll be able to walk in it. Cause yeah. that's what faith is. Faith is the confidence of things hoped for yeah. the evidence of things that we don't see. I'm confident. And I'm sure there's only one where, way for me to go when it's up. Yeah. When I'm determined and confident, I will receive. That's why we're, I see it in the comments. Yeah. Arabella, Marky, Mar- Miss Marilyn. Like, I see it right there. I will receive. That, yeah. The woman with the issue of blood, if I touch the hem of his garments, I will be healed. Yeah. Now, she was determined. There was no, 
let's see what happens, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, nothing happened. I guess he's not a healer. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's where decades of, of, of world, worldliness has kind of crept mm -hmm. into the churches. Let's half-heartedly seek him, and then when he doesn't come through, we'll just say, I guess it's not his will. Yeah. I guess he doesn't want me to receive. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm determined today. The word of God works. The word of God is true, and I'm going to receive what he has yeah. for me. Well, and... I, I did the offering this past Sunday during our Holy Spirit service, and one of the things the Lord had me bring up was responsibility. And that's a word that for a lot of people can seem like intimidating. It's a lot easier on our flesh to just determine and think in our brain, well, if I don't have it, it's because God doesn't want to give it to me. Well, God will give it to me in his timing. He'll give it to me when he's ready to give it to me. I'm just waiting on the Lord. That sounds and feels good to our flesh. It's appeasing to our flesh, but it's not biblically accurate. It's not biblically accurate. There's a responsibility that we have to become receivers. And here's the thing, the responsibility is in our hands. It's not in God's hands because here's the thing, God has already said, my promises are yes and amen. Basically, if I've spoken it out, you can have it. That's who God is. He's not a situation by situation. Maybe I'm a healer here. Maybe I'm a healer there. Maybe I'm a provider here, but I'm not really a provider there. No, that's hogwash. God's character and nature cannot change. So if his word says it, he's already declared yeah. by his own word that his promises are yes yeah. And amen. Yeah. So you've got a willing God mm -hmm. up in heaven yeah. who has made every good and perfect gift mm -hmm. available to you. Mm -hmm. Everything. He's given us life and life in abundance. Mm -hmm. Every good, perfect gift is yours. Mm -hmm. Whether it's for, whether we have it is determined by us. Mm -hmm. Us. Yeah. We're that factor. And so here's the thing. Don't let that be a, oh, well, I don't have anything. Here's the thing. You may not have all that God has told you you can have. I don't have at this moment everything God has said I can have. Buddy doesn't have it. Pastor Brian doesn't have every single thing God has said that he can have yet. But we're getting more and more and more and more in line to receive from it. Because if we've held ourselves back then we also hold in our hands the ability to switch it on a dime and say, I'm not holding myself back anymore. I'm not keeping myself from receiving anymore. I may not have had the full conviction that Buddy was talking about a moment ago to believe like I'm called to believe, but no more. I'm not holding myself back anymore. I'm not keeping myself in lack anymore. I'm not thinking small anymore. I need God to help me think bigger, to help me believe bigger, to help me dream again, to be who I'm called to be. God, I refuse to stay small. And put that in the comments. God, I refuse yeah. to stay small. Yeah. I refuse to stay yeah. small. I refuse to stay small. He yeah. says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Yeah. But that's the day of beginnings. Mm -hmm. You may have started small, but in the name of Jesus, you're not ending small. Yeah. You're ending big. You yeah. may have started small, but you're yeah. not ending small. Mm -hmm. You are ending 
big, your race will be won victoriously yeah. because today yeah. you're going to make a decision to switch yeah. how your brain has thought, yeah. switch where you have been yeah. and line up in position yeah. with God and like a funnel, hold your hands up and say, God, I'm here. Pour yourself out. Yeah. And this is what it looks like. Changing the way you think. Yeah. That, that's literally what we're, we're encouraging and admonishing you to do. Romans 12, 2. We're encouraging you to let God transform you. Yep. I like the way the New Living Translation says it. It says, let God transform you by changing the way you think. Yeah. That, is, that is what repentance is. It's, it's, um, I, it's as I hear the word of God, my faith is attached to it. And the way I've been thinking, I'm going to turn around and begin thinking God thoughts. I'm yeah. going to stop thinking the way the world's taught me to thought. I'm going to think the way God tells me to think. Yep. Which, how does God tell me to think? I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. All those things that, all those nice, they're not just nice things. All those biblical, godly things yeah. that you just declared. These are the way, this is how I'm going to think. So a situation comes, I'm not going to think the way I used to. I'm going to think the way God tells me to think. That's what we're doing today. We're changing the way that we think yeah. and it, by letting the word change our hearts. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I might have thought this way, but Father, I'm sorry that that's the way I've been thinking. But God, thank you for giving me the grace to turn and, and to, to walk in a new direction, to walk with a new level of thinking. Because I recognize as a man thinks, so is he. Yep. So I'm not going to think this direction anymore, the world's direction. I'm going to think God's direction yeah. and my whole life is going to be transformed. Amen. My whole life's going to go up. Your life is going up as Amen. you're changing the way you think. So, so we're going to pray this. We're going to yep. declare this over our lives that, that we're not no longer thinking this way. We're thinking this way and we're going to watch and we are going to watch as our life gets brighter and brighter yeah. in Jesus name. Yeah. So just pray this with yeah. us and say, Jesus, Jesus today, today, I give you my life. I give you my life. I give you my mind. I give, you my mind. I give you my thoughts. I give you my thoughts. Change me, Change today. me today. I am yours. I am yours. You're the Lord of my life. You are the Lord of my life. You call the shots. You call the shots. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be obedient. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. To soften my heart. To soften my heart. To transform my mind. To transform my mind. By the word. By the word. I declare. I declare. I am not staying small anymore. I am not staying small anymore. I will not be in lack. I will not be in lack. I will not block receiving. I will not block receiving. I am yours. I am yours. I will receive what you want me to have. I will receive what you want me to have. I will not be in pride. I will not be in pride. I will not be in false humility. I will not be in false humility. I need what you need me to have. I need what you need me to have. Help me. Help me. Transform me. Transform me. God, I need you. God, I need you. I hunger for you. I hunger for I you. Thirst for I you. thirst for you. Jesus. Jesus. Fill me with your fire. Fill me with your fire. Wash me with your water of the word. Wash me with the water of the word. Make me clean. Make me clean. Remove any sin. Remove any sin. Wash it away. Wash it away. Through the blood of Christ. Through the blood of Christ. Let even the stain be gone. Let the stain be gone. I am made new. I am made new. And the new me. And the new me. Is a receiver. Is a receiver. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, bless each person who prayed that today in faith. Bless, 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 bless them in the name of Jesus. Overwhelming, overflowing blessings come into their hands, flow through their hands, God. Let them become good receivers of the things of God. Good receivers of the things of God. May they be good stewards of the things of God.
Lord, what you place in their hand, give them today the wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of how to be a good steward with those things so that you may increase them ever the more. May our viewers today abound in prosperity, abound in the things of God in every way they can. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Your life is going up. Serena, Holly, Marky, they all put my life is going up. It is. Today, your life is going up. Everything's changed. All it takes is a decision. We're one decision away and you just made it. Your life legitimately just went to a new level. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. And so we, you know, as we're wrapping this up, we just want to encourage you, you know, the, the Bible says, you know, Paul talks about now concerning giving and yeah. receiving, you know, we've been talking about how giving impacts our receiving yeah. and we want to give you an opportunity to sow into this broadcast. You, you know, where Serena says, I'm a good receiver mm-hmm. of the things of God. You know, we as good receivers, when God gives us, when he abounds yeah. to us, when he gives us seed to sow and bread for food, as he pours into us, uh, that, that empowers us to then pour out into others. We talked yeah. about, you know, the cup overflowing into other cups. You know, that's what we're doing. And so we want to give you an opportunity out of, out of what God has given you. If you have leading, if the Lord, you know, as you're connected with him, if he's giving you, you know, if he's leading you to sow any amount, we want to encourage you. This is your opportunity Amen. to sow and to give into what the Lord's doing and spreading his gospel and advancing his kingdom. Yeah. And, and we have it right there on the screen, uh, the way, different ways that you can give. It's also in the description. But we want to encourage you, as you sow, you will receive. Yeah. The Bible says in Galatians 6, uh, 6, Seven. It says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. As you sow, you will receive. Yeah. That's just, that's how God works. So we want to encourage you as you sow. We're going to bless that seed. Uh, as you sow, put, sow in faith, knowing I'm going to receive a harvest yeah. off of this seed. And it will be done. Amen. And here's, like, we're going to pray. But as Buddy's talking, what just came up to me, your seed has purpose attached yeah. to it. You know, when you sow into what's right, what's right is more than just lunch plus. Like lunch plus in and of itself is a big deal. We're going across, you know, nations. We literally have different nations that watch this broadcast. It's bigger than what most people would realize. But then what's right also includes anytime pastor goes overseas, whether he physically goes overseas or like a couple weeks ago when he and brother Tracy had the opportunity to go on an international national platform and minister into thousands and thousands and thousands of people's homes in what Pakistan is that where they were Uh, Pakistan South Africa Pakistan South Africa like into thousands upon thousands of homes your seed has purpose attached to it your seed helps get the gospel into nations what it's bigger than what maybe you realize so when you're sowing today It's beyond what you can see, what God is doing with your seed. You literally have it credited to your account. Every soul that what's right wins when you partner with what's right. What you're doing is you are allowing the grace on the ministry to then to come into your life. And when we get up into heaven, God's going to be like, I saw where you sowed on June 16th or 17th, whatever today is. I saw that you sowed this many souls is added to you because they won them. Mm-hmm. 
It's just like you did it yourself. It's a, one of the most amazing structures that God has given yeah. to the body of Christ is partnership. Yeah. Because with, without even leaving your home, you went to South Africa that day. Mm -hmm. You went to Pakistan that day. Mm -hmm. Your seed did it yeah. for you. So today, ask the Lord, what do you want my seed to do today? It has purpose. Allow it to fulfill its purpose. Amen. Amen. So let's pray over those seeds. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. God, that every seed sown will be multiplied, God. I thank you, Lord, that every seed sown into your kingdom, God, your word says that when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that there is no lack in, in those who sow this seed today. Yeah, thank Father, you. there is no lack in thank their lives. You, they God. don't lack any good thing, yeah. Father, because they have partnered their finances with the kingdom of God. And I thank you for it, God. Let every seed be pressed down, shaken together, Pouring over, will it return back unto them, God? Thank you, Father, that it is finished, it is done, and they will be good, holy receivers, yeah, God, you, of, of your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name, we believe it. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thanks for being on with us today. We are going to be back tomorrow. As we said at the very beginning mm -hmm. of the word, Pastor yeah. will be here tomorrow to finish up our week on receiving. Yeah. And so make sure that you come tomorrow with your questions and he will get those answered. It's going to be great. But right now we're going to hand it over to Marky. Thanks for being here with us. We love you yeah. abundantly. And we'll be back tomorrow. Hey, I have a couple announcements. This Friday is Father's Day. Yay! Here at Boomerang in Albemarle, every single man is getting a gift card. Because even if you are not an actual father, you are a spiritual father to somebody. So this Father's Day, every man gets a gift card. And we're giving a grill away. And guys, it's literally that one in the picture. Literally, that one in the picture. Uh, so bring your dad, bring your grandfather, bring your brother, whoever, and they can get into the drawing to win that gift card right there this Sunday. Also, special announcement next week. So I have the dates right here. Dates, the Monday the 21st through Friday the 25th. We will not be having Lunch Plus live because we will actually be at a conference out of state. But I do want to let you know, we have so many videos, so much of the word. And you know how often we'll say like, hey, you should go back and watch this one. Now is your chance. This next week coming up, I'd encourage you, go back and watch the ones that either you saw and they really ministered to you, receive even more, or watch the ones that you haven't seen before because we have those available to you on YouTube and on Facebook. So go ahead and watch those this next week. And we will then see you the 28th will be when we are back. The Monday the 28th is when Lunch Plus will be back live. And yes, we'll see you tomorrow at 11.28. Okay, love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.